0: All right. What's up, guys? Welcome back to another episode of the Living the Dream podcast. Today on the show, we have Reggie Johnson from the show Reg and ATL. Reggie, how you doing?
1: Man, it's a great day. Love to be here, man. Very happy. Uh, very happy to be on with you, man.
0: Of course, man. I'm happy to have you. And we'd like to jump right in, as you know. So if you could start yeah. with telling us a little bit about yourself and what you like to do for fun
1: that be great, man. What I like to do for fun is what I'm doing currently now being on these shows, man, doing these podcasts. I've been doing those for about five years or so. I do a show called Regin ATL that I've been doing for about roughly four or five years. And it's been an, an amazing journey. Met a lot of new people. So this is kind of what I enjoy doing in my free time.
0: There we go. There we go. And what fills your days outside of podcasting?
1: Uh, I'm an event manager. Uh, so I run events and they can range from like, um, corporate events, celebrity events, weddings, all that type of stuff. It's pretty, it's not a bad business to be in, man. I've had nine to fives before and it's been very interesting being on this journey. Cause I've had this job now for about six ish years or so. And it's been, been crazy.
0: Gotcha. Is this also a nine to five or is it your own thing?
1: It's uh, no, it's a nine to five, I guess, in a sense, because it's not really a nine to five traditionally. Like I, I got to choose the events I want to work. I feel like, Tim, I've been on a semi-retired life for the last six or seven years because it's the kind of situation where you can choose your events. And I've had nine to five jobs before, and I definitely wasn't able to choose my days. <laughs> they want to be there nine to five, <laughs> five days a week. <laughs> I got
0: you. So you still got that flexible schedule being an event. Yeah,
1: man, I love it. I'm am a I'm a work-life balance guy, man. I got to have it.
0: There we go. There we go. Tell us a bit more about your motivation. What really gets you up and keeps you going every day?
1: I think that's just progressing, man. Like I feel like we're all responsible for moving things forward for another generation that comes after us, whether that's five, 10, 15 year age difference or so. Um, And I think that's the main motivation, just getting up and uh, making sure that I'm doing my very small, my new part to, to add to that progression.
0: Mm. I got you. And has that been a thing your whole life? Or when did you kind of come across that realization?
1: Um, I would say it hasn't necessarily been a life theme, but it's been the theme for most of my adult life. Like when I was, you know, in my teens, I man, I didn't care about much. Yeah. <laughs> I was playing video games, hanging out. That was, was my life dream at that particular time. But now I think, you know, if you get into 20s, 30s and stuff, you start to kind of like um think about what are the bigger contributions that you can make besides just ones to your everyday life you know
0: yeah no i feel that i um i just play a lot of video video games too and i still play every now and then i still watch tv every now and then but um it's just not as fun Honestly, it kind of bums me out when I do it.
1: <laughs> I'm like, really, man, I am a video gamer, man. I could, I could st- uh, still, game quite a bit, but it's just that as an adult, like you have like r- adult stuff to do, so I can't really, I don't get to put in those days on end that I used to be able to put in. It's just yeah, not feasible yeah, could, right now. <laughs> like, I love,
0: I love a good hour. I love even two hours, but like, when yeah, I man. get to like if I have a full Saturday. I'll play for like, if I play for like six hours straight or something like that, I just feel bad about myself. I'm like, I really just want to go do something impactful right now. (laughs) And it's because I've kind of gotten that, um, I've gotten that bug of like, for the longest time in my life, I was beholden to my parents. I love making an impact now. And so I can play, I can watch, I can do all that stuff to relax at the end of the day. But I also need to have my things that kind of move the needle forward and also kind of progress things for the next generation. So I feel you on that motivation for sure. Well, awesome, man. Um, Now that we kind of know who you are, what you're about, tell us about your dreams and goals. What's your vision for your life going forward?
1: I think just more of the same, like being able to find ways, more ways that I can contribute to causes and things that I like to do. You know, uh, when it comes to dreams I would say maybe traveling more your typical situations you know I, like, I definitely would like to travel more because I don't feel like there's a never enough traveling you can do Tim like you can't travel to enough places there's not enough life to travel to all the places we want to so I feel like that's the one that stays on a lot of people's bucket list for a good reason and it's on mine as well um but when it comes to dreams it's just being able to make the biggest that biggest contribution that I can whether it's um through when you're doing podcasts you, is helping people with their time like, you know, it, it's not necessarily like a waste of time, but helping people in their free time, you know, getting them through maybe moments because some podcasts can be very heavy, some can be a little bit lighter, but um, it's helping people get through some of the, these moments in their lives. I feel like that's some a certain contribution you can make. But also financial contributions to causes and stuff that I like and time contributions as well. I don't volunteer enough, Tim, to be honest with you. I haven't volunteered in a while. I'd rather spend the money than spend the time currently. But maybe that'll change at some point. I got
0: you. I got you. What um, does volunteering excite you and you just haven't made time for it? Or is it kind of like I'd rather just spend the money and then do what I stuff that I love to do outside of that?
1: I think it's the latter, man. Like I, I could say to you, Tim, that yeah, volunteering is something I, I really love to do. I just don't spend the time, but then that won't gel with the beginning of the show. And I'm talking about playing video games and stuff like I could be spending less time on video games, yeah. <laughs> more time volunteering, you know? So I would say it's probably one of my goals to work towards volunteering more. Cause I, I have done it at times. And I do remember fondly on those times. Um, but I definitely do need to make the donations of money kind of catch up with the donation of time. You know what I mean? So that's something I, I will definitely be working on.
0: I gotcha. If you were to go volunteer, what causes would you um, kind of contribute your time to and contribute your money to?
1: Um, Right now I contribute more money to educational causes, stuff like Wikipedia. Wikipedia is one of my favorite too. So one of the reasons is I like contributing money to causes and things that provide tools for people to be successful, but just the tools. I'm not really a big person on providing somewhat handouts, you know, and I understand that sometimes people need those. them. that's not a knock on people who may need the, that in their life. You know, I've, I've been there, so I understand that. But I the thing I like about Wikipedia, it's free and we could all get on there. And it's kind of like an encyclopedia set back in the day for people who might remember what those were. Those were actually like books that people used to have in their house. Sounds crazy now. But people used to have these encyclopedias in their house, a set of books that gave them all this knowledge. But those things were expensive, man. Some of those things you had to get payment plans for. Some of those were like hundreds of dollars to have a set of encyclopedias in your house. So if you're privileged enough to have books in your house, you knew more, you know? Uh, Other people have to go to the library and stuff like that to seek that stuff out. I feel that Wikipedia kind of evens it out. And that's not just Wikipedia. That's just the example I'm using. But something like that, though, that provides knowledge to the masses for very low barrier of entry.
0: I got you. I got you. Okay, so we got find more ways to contribute to causes and things that you want to do, travel more, and then just financial and time contributions to causes that you like, which is kind of yes. echoing the first point. Are there any other dreams or goals that you want to chat about before we move on?
1: Um, I think those are the ones I'm working on for now, but life's ever-changing, Tim. If we would do this show again in about a year or two, I'm pretty sure I would have a couple more added to that, you know? Those just yep. just my current dreams right now.
0: Yeah, I got you. I got you. Just curious if you could do one thing in your life and you knew you wouldn't fail, what would that one thing
1: be? Um, I wasn't was
0: on the scripted list, so
1: <laughs> it, it isn't. It isn't. So, this one I gotta come off the top. We're gonna freestyle this answer. Um, providing, I think, more because I had so when I had a computer, a computer store a while back, years back, um, one of the things I loved doing in that store was we were selling, um, use refurbished computers, but we can get computers into people's houses, that kind of technology into people's houses for very low price. Um, If I could mass produce that and just getting that technology and things into people's houses, even if it's just providing something like bandwidth and internet for everybody, something like that, if I knew that that was possible... then I would probably, if I could snap my finger and, and do that, then that's definitely something I would do. Because you'd be surprised, Tim. There's still a lot of people who don't even have basic, like, broadband internet. Something that some people have enjoyed for, like, 20 years or so, you know?
0: Yeah, for sure. For sure. And so, is it specifically computer tech or is it any type of tech?
1: Um, Computer tech, I lean more so because I feel like that is a uh, that leads to being able to do any kind of work, if you have work. Because think about all the people that had to go to, like, Zoom and stuff like that. Some people were not equipped to make that change during the pandemic. And so that's, I feel like a computer lets you do different things, whether it's just get on an internet, where there's for productivity, stuff of that nature. So I probably want to put that into as many homes, if not all homes, if I could.
0: I got you. There we go. I love it. And what are the top one to two skills that are required for you to develop right now? To make your dreams come true. So that's traveling more and contributing more.
1: Hmm, man. A good skill would be having more time. Man, if I could develop more time, a more time skill. Yeah. Uh, maybe maybe better time management, Tim, like in, in in relation to that, right? Maybe better time management versus having just because we can't create more days, more or more hours in a day. Yeah. So I would say maybe better time management. And then having consistent follow through on that time management so it would be probably the second one piggybacking off the first you know Mm
0: -hmm.
1: better time management and then committing to that time management whatever whatever um method i went on improving that
0: what do you think that time management would look like if there was a gun to your head you had to come up with a system in the next 48 hours really the next Mm. two minutes because you're on the podcast (laughs) 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 what
1: would that system look like hmm I would say like, I don't know, maybe just breaking the, the day down in certain hours, like, you know, you get up and I'm a big treadmill guy. So i gonna hop on the treadmill, hop on the treadmill, um, didn't be able to just, I guess, be as productive as possible, because a lot of things going through an adult life, you get pulled away by so many things. Right. And if you could just remove all the little things that kind of pull you away as an adult, then um I feel like we'd all get more done, but it's just so hard. It's kind of like when people aren't in the office, right? They say, I got so much more done when I wasn't in the office. Then they go back to the office. They're getting pulled in all these different directions. that take some off of their core focus of being there, you know? So it'd be something like that for life, for life versus, you know, just having that problem, being in the office or having office distractions.
0: Gotcha. Gotcha. So it's minimizing life distractions. (laughs) Uh, It's a little bit of that saying no to things, a little bit of focus. um, Sounds like where that time management would really, and some prioritization sprinkled in there, maybe.
1: Yeah, for sure. For sure. And then having, and staying focused kind of like on that system, because a lot of times you don't see the improvement every second. But if you stay focused on something and you look back, a few months, a year or two down the line, you'll see that your productivity or has increased dramatically and you're moving closer kind of to what you want to what you want to be or where you want to be.
0: Yeah. Absolutely. That consistency. Ever read the compound effect by Darren Hardy?
1: No, maybe I should. Let me let me take my own notes here, Tim. The compound <laughs> effect, huh? Yeah. What's L- what what that about?
0: One. Um, it's literally about what you just not exactly time management, but the whole idea of I can be the best This is kind of like the tagline, the TLDR, if you will. Mm -hmm. Um, I can be the best at anything if you give me a long enough time horizon because I'm the most consistent. And so it's about doing the small things every day over a long period of time and measuring your results kind of based on the process as opposed to, hey, I'm going to get this result in the next two weeks. It's like, hey, I'm going to do this behavior for the next 10 years and look at my results at the end of that 10 years. So that's kind of what the compound effect is about. And he gives you all these examples of why starting really small and being consistent will drastically change your life, as opposed to something that is one of my fatal flaws. I hate starting small. I love to go big because I'm a big fan (laughs) of 10X Rule by Grant Cardone. And so even with this podcast, I was like, I'm going to start a daily podcast. And it is daily now, but... It's harder to be consistent with a daily podcast than it is a monthly podcast, you know?
1: For That's... sure, man. I'm weekly, man. I don't know how you're doing that.
0: <laughs> um, hey, it hasn't even been a full year yet. I'm coming up on a full year. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. I. It's funny enough, though. I started the podcast to build consistency because I, I didn't have that as a character trait. So I was like, I'm going to post daily on a podcast and i'm just going to post daily on a podcast it's not going to be which is probably why this podcast hasn't grown like i wanted it to grow it's not very niche focused there's not like a firm business behind it with a product that's specifically for my target audience there's like none of that like business and marketing stuff that would really help the podcast grow And i could pour more money back into advertising the podcast to help it grow even more there's none of that because it was solely designed for consistency. And I didn't know a lot of that business stuff back then when I started a year ago. But I've been... Still
1: consistent. time, Tim. There's still time to figure all that time. stuff out. You know, podcasting is a is a journey. You know, uh, I have the same issue because my podcast can be all over the place genre-wise. It doesn't fit neatly into one genre. It might fit neatly into like five. It's yep. not like a, a thousand genres, but it's way more than one. So it's, uh, I, I understand what you're going through there but it's a it's a steady process though Tim. don't be too hard on yourself just if you have a certain if you want to go in a certain direction you got to start at least with one thing and if the consistency is the first thing you want to start with at least you've started with that
0: exactly and yeah that's kind of i appreciate that comment about not being too hard on yourself because if you can't tell i kind of am <laughs> <laughs> but um yeah that consistency was key with the podcast and that's kind of how i've stopped being so hard on myself i was like you started this about a year ago, you got serious about it about a year ago and your goal was consistency and you've accomplished that goal. So set goals in accordance with what you actually want and you'll accomplish those too. Um, <laughs> For sure. But that—that that is what I actually wanted at the time. But all that to say, The Compound Effect is a good book. Awesome. Well, what are the highest impact daily actions that you can take right now to tick the needle forward towards your dreams and goals of traveling more and contributing to society more
1: i think that's just the, the prioritization I, th- I think and just figuring out in baby steps you don't have to like rehaul your whole schedule from a productivity standpoint but if you could start with baby steps like hey i'm gonna at least do this during this part of the day doing this doing this part of the day doing this to do this this part of the day and you start with two or three things and maybe it's at least moving me in the right direction of what i need to be um what I need to be thinking about at a certain time of day. And I've kind of started that a little bit with just getting up, getting on the treadmill and stuff like that. And my workout kind of re- regimen, which you would think would be easy. It's been very difficult throughout the years to keep that consistent, um, but it's been consistent this year though. So um, that's one thing. And then I kind of have my time where I do need time every day. Cause I, I do read a lot and I will typically take an hour or two, just kind of consume news, whether it's, um, Gossip type news, or whether it's political finance news and stuff like that. I, and I do have different parts of days for that. So maybe it's just moving a few things around. Maybe I already do it to a certain degree, but need to tweak them a little bit, you know?
0: I got you. I got you. So kind of back to the prioritization and time management. It's just the mm-hmm. act of actually sitting down, whether it be at night or the day, and like, this is one thing I'm going to prioritize type of vibe.
1: Right. Formalizing it, so to speak.
0: There we go. There we go. And this might be a little redundant, but I'm going to ask it anyway. What character trait? do you most need to develop right now to make your dreams come true?
1: Mm, Maybe that resilience to stick into a schedule. I think that my work life balance situation and the fact that, and it's been pretty, it's been pretty great to be honest with you. Um, But there's, because you can just kind of do what you want to a certain degree, you know what I mean? Um, So that type of freedom, maybe I'm more resistant to that type of to that type of change, only because I have so much freedom that I'm like, I feel like then I'm giving up a portion of my freedom committing to this, this act every single day, but then you're going to have to commit to something to move yourself the in the direction that you want to go. So maybe it's just, maybe it's just that. Maybe it's just there that.
0: we go. That resilience to stick into a schedule. Mm-hmm. That compound. To that schedule. You got to read that book. Yeah,
1: man. Man. <laughs> man. I've already got it. I already got it bookmarked, my friend. <laughs> <laughs> I was doing it while you were talking.
0: There we go. There we go. I love it. All right. If there were one or two people that you could meet right now, and this could be a specific person or a type of person, and they'd really help you take that next step towards your dreams and goals, who would they be, and how would they do it?
1: Oh, that's interesting, man. One or two people. I said, are we talking dead or alive? I guess it would have to be alive to give me like advice and stuff like.
0: Ideally that. alive, but they could be dead, and it could be somebody who like embodies their thoughts and beliefs and could communicate that to you. Like it could be that type of thing too, but. When I ask this question, the goal is to like be able to introduce you to that person. And so a live would be great. (laughs) I
1: don't I don't I don't know if there's like one person. I don't know if if there is. It's not really. I'm a big fan of doing things. I'm a big fan of things that people do, but not necessarily itching to be a specific person, if that makes sense. Um, And I'm going to use Obama here as an example because it, um, I love Obama, um one of the uh, or the the first black president, and the experience and all this stuff that kind of led him there would be an interesting, interesting conversation that being said, though, Tim, I'm not necessarily waiting outside anywhere where he's at to meet him if that makes sense you know what i mean i'm not like itching itching to have that conversation i'd read his books i would listen to kind of his thoughts on things people like him even people like dick gregory like i read some dick gregory books um these are people that i will that i love their insight on on things i love their perspective on things but don't necessarily know how much i would want to have a direct conversation with them i guess that makes sense I got you. But I guess those would be my people if I had a chance. Uh, if Obama was at my door, I'm not turning that down. I'm not. Yeah. I'm not. You know, talking through talking to him through the ring doorbell, telling him to get out of here, or anything. I'm gonna definitely have a conversation. That shows up, but I don't know if I would go out of my way to have it. You know.
0: I got you. I got you. That's interesting. And I I say I say that's so interesting because it's honest in the sense that a lot of people are like, yeah, I want to talk to Oprah. I want to talk to Obama. I want to talk to Michelle. I want to talk to. Uh, they just have all these famous people. But I found that, like, this is something I found with networking, um, a like, about a year ago. And the thing about networking is if you don't have, like, a value vehicle, like, some way to, like, where you're bettering your life and they're bettering their life and you you guys are doing that together, if there's not a method for that, a lot of those conversations aren't necessarily needed. They are the it would right. be nice type of vibe. But like if Obama was like, yo, I have the systems to help you snap your fingers and mass produce computer tech for people's homes, you'd probably want to have that conversation a bit more. We're having know? that conversation.
1: <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely, man.
0: Exactly. And so I think that value vehicle is so important, um, which I think is a critical part of networking that a lot of people miss in at least I missed. So by a lot of <laughs> people want that to be. When it comes to the professional world, because I was just going to all these real estate meetups, but I didn't have the potential to do any real estate because I had no skills or capital or deals to bring to the table. And so a lot of people were like, they would talk with me, we'd be kind of friends, and then nothing would happen
1: because I- Did it feel like a larger version of small talk, so to speak? Like you're you're kind, you're kind not doing necessarily just small talk. It might be some conversation that may seem substantive in the moment, but don't necessarily lead to anything substantive.
0: That's exactly what it was. And when I realized it was that, I stopped going until I was like, until I build a vehicle of value where it's like, I'm going to put more money in my pocket. I'm going to put more money in their pocket. I'm going to put more money in a customer's pocket, or I'm going to impact somebody as a result of this conversation because of what we can bring to the table. These conversations I'm kind of done with. Right, right. you know, now I have, I have these conversations still where it's like, I don't necessarily have the value vehicle together. This podcast is one it's growing into one, but ultimately it's like, I just enjoy having these conversations. Right.
1: Yeah. Um, Same. I feel you there.
0: Exactly. But this isn't even the value vehicle that I'm talking about as of yet. It's, it's getting there. It'll be there one day, but um, just build. Well, awesome, man. Now we're going to jump into our thriving three. All right. And first question is, what's your favorite book, movie, or podcast? Pick one.
1: Okay. So let's go What favorite book. Favorite book is Who Moved My Cheese. Mm. Now, this was hard because Who my, uh, there's Rich Dad, Poor Dad, which yep. is a great book, only because these books are actionable books. Like, there are certain books that I've read, or I could read biographies or something like that, but it's hard to – you can look at somebody's – or read somebody's biography, but unless your life is moving – it's hard to just take one thing out of there, you know, and not have everything else that is their life that kind of led up to that moment. You know what I mean? Um, but when you're reading books, like who moved my cheese, which is just kind of uh, a book that I'm not sure if you're familiar with that book, but it's a book that is, um, just kind of tells you that you got to kind of move on. You can't sit and dwell on things too long. Like you have to be moving on constantly, you know, um, that book has helped me in, in life and rich dad and poor dad is also is a book that was actionable for me for certain, for certain parts of it. So both of those books have been pivot, pretty pivotal, but I would say move, move my cheese probably slightly more. in there my you. life.
0: Love it. I have seen that book a lot, like circling entrepreneurial circles, but
1: haven't mm-hmm. read it yet. Hey book, man. Good book. It's a, it's a short read too, for anybody who wants to read it. It's a very short read, but yeah. it's substantive. It's a substantive short read is what it is.
0: There we go. I'm gonna have to pick it up. Well, awesome. What's one way you like to take care of yourself?
1: Um, let me see. Exercising. Oh, that's easy. That one's easy. Easy, easy, easy. For anybody who, because you can be like me, Mr. Lazy person who did not like to exercise, and then you know I had uh, good genes, so I was skinny for a long time, and then got older, and then wasn't. So it's kind of a situation where. That's the just the endorphins alone, the clarity of thought that you can get from like a, a, a walk. You don't have to have a treadmill or a home gym or anything. You can get clarity just from a walk. So I would say the best way, the the one way I like to take care of myself is by staying fit.
0: There we go. All righty, we're skipping the third question because I'm pretty sure it's going to be redundant. So we're just... <laughs> awesome. So we got our final series of questions now. These can get a bit personal. So if you don't want to answer them, you can just be like, pass
1: i'm an open book here tim let's do it
0: love it what is one limiting belief that continues to pop up in your life if, in any
1: i don't know if it's a belief more than a thought pattern like your, your thought pattern is can can be limiting in of itself it's not necessarily a core belief i have of any one thing but i would definitely say you it's hard to overcome self-doubt when things aren't happening overnight and i think that that's just a human flaw and a lot of people have like we were imagining the worst possible scenario for things, you know, um, whether that's an outfit, how people may look at that outfit, whether that's going for a certain dream that you may go for, that maybe your friends may not think that that's um, a cool dream for, to go for. And you can feel, you can limit yourself by just these thoughts when nothing in actual reality has happened. <laughs> David not said anything to you about anything, and but in your head, you call it with every possible this could go wrong, this could go wrong. So I've been getting better at that. Um, but I do think that I would to have more work to do on just con- conquering those more consistently. But I've gotten better at that as life's gone on.
0: For sure. I feel that. I feel that a lot. And where where do you think that comes from? I noticed you said it's an inherent human flaw. Do you think uh, mm-hmm. it was cultivated at all at any point in your life? Or do you think born with it and it hasn't been developed
1: I think that we're and speaking from just people and other people who may have these kinds of issues. I think as human beings, we are risk averse because that's genetically what we are. You know, we're we're gene- if we think it's not safe here, we're not going there. If we and I think that just comes from just evolution, so to speak, you know, in a yep. sense that where we come, a lot of our traits have come from our Ancestors' traits, you know, when they had to be very risky where they hear a noise in the woods or something, they have to they have to pay a lot of attention to that, you know what I mean? And I think that it's a microcosm of that, so to speak. It's a small, it's a small piece of that in the sense of thinking that what's the worst that can happen. And I, I do think that you should pay attention to that. You don't want to just run into traffic, not looking, you know, both sides of the street. You don't want to run out there, but at the same time you don't want to get into a position where you never leave your house because of traffic. (laughs) (laughs) If I can use that metaphor there.
0: I got you. And do you have any actions that are like that, never leaving your house because of traffic, that reinforce the um, kind of self-doubt when things aren't happening overnight?
1: Um, I think that those actions are kind of more of the, it's more of inactions, I would say, Tim, because I feel like that's what a lot of these things lead to. A lot of them don't really lead to a lot of actions. These self-doubts lead to a lot of inaction. And that's the problem. Um, That's why a lot of people when they ask me about podcasting, I tell them just to start it because that's gonna be your biggest hurdle right there. If you're trying to think about who will listen, if somebody will listen, uh, why would somebody listen to your show? All those, if all those thoughts creep into your head, you're gonna. It's more than likely you won't ever start one. You just got to do it, and then you now you're actually doing it, and you're dealing with the problems that are kind of come with actually being in the field versus the hesitancy to ever jump in.
0: Yeah, but what about the I'm a person who likes to put my best foot forward objection that you'd get to that? Because I've, I've seen a lot of people that will be like, I like to put out quality and because I like to put out quality. I'm going to take my time with this and then they just never get around to doing it.
1: <laughs> right. They never. That's because in our head, if in my head, I'm going to use Joe Rogan as an example here. In my head, if I think that I have to compete with Joe Rogan day one. And you look at his studio and you look at all the stuff he has going and you think, hey, man, this is what I got to do. I think that part of the problem is thinking about the finished product versus thinking about the journey to get to the finished product. Uh, When it comes to a person like uh, Joe Rogan, using the same example, you've been in the game 11, 12 years. Like if you're thinking that you're just going to come in and then have that same amount of influence, quality, listenership, you haven't done the work to get there. And, and that's part of the grind. If we just think that, hey, I want to put out the best quality. Some of the best quality, Tim, is coming from some of these studios where they're putting like millions of dollars into this stuff. And that's just not something I would recommend. Somebody waiting to have that kind of studio presence before they ever start a show. yeah, <laughs> Because you're never going to start a show if you're looking to be that way out the gate. There's uh, When I started, I had a, a random mic uh, that a friend had gotten from a studio that he used to work at. It was a very patched together type situation and as time has gone on it's gotten better and better and better but you have to just start you guys yeah. gotta start you know hey, there's a 20 dollar headset <laughs> yeah you just gotta start you you can still hear on it right and, they, and it's not affect it's not gonna affect your viewership or your listenership so i feel like a lot of times um you just gotta get over that because we all want I don't, I don't, does anybody ever say i want the worst quality start Who, whoever starts anything with that conversation
0: yeah Yeah, no, absolutely. I feel that. That was good. I appreciate that. Well, if you were to change that limiting belief of self-doubt when things aren't happening overnight into kind of an abundant phrase that would really speak to your heart, what would that phrase be?
1: I think I just said it. It's just do it. Mm. Just do it, man. Life's too short. Do it. And then you'll see what happens. It's rarely ever, if ever, is it as bad as we think it is a lot of times in our head
0: dude like never
1: (laughs) (laughs) like it's literally
0: never as bad like even like cold calling or just like you get on a cold call somebody cusses you out you might feel a little bad for like two minutes but then you're like that person is literally they don't even remember my name like they have no idea that they just talked to me how they talked to me and they wouldn't have done that if they were to my face and if they were to do that if they were in my face that just means they're like hurting like intensely and we should extend them some compassion and probably not talk to them until they're better, but <laughs> 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 <Send them> some <laughs> compassion. Um, and I just, that, just do it because things will not be as bad as you think they will be like 90% of the stuff that we worry about never happens. And I think that does not
1: happen. happens in our head and not in reality, man. Yep. You know, it's very funny. You know, the, a, a one thing that I think that people that should help people in this is that when you're going out and you feel like people are reacting to you and or people are going to react to you in your head, not necessarily going out, but in your head, if you feel like people are going to give you such a reaction, one of the good things to remember is that people aren't seeing you at all. A lot of times people are worried about themselves. People got their own lives, their own things to deal with. That outfit that you felt was gonna look crazy, that that reaction that you felt people would have to your conversations and everything, people are not thinking about it at all, they yep. could, because they have their own lives.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's so it's so true. Alex hormozy said something the other day. He was like, "If you're gonna die, and then literally like a day later, most of the people in your life are gonna move on, and then like a week later, your family is going to stop crying every day, and then four weeks after that, like." your family's going to have to be figuring things out financially. And then six months after that, you know, life will be kind of normal for everybody again. And you'll be a a thought every, every other week or so. Um, It's like, if if you're going to die and that's going to be a reality, like why live based on these people's opinions who won't even care about you. (laughs) you
1: (laughs) They're not, man. They're going to (laughs) go on with their lives.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Pretty wild. Pretty wild thought. Especially because like death is like such a, um, such a real thing for all of us, you know, and it could happen at any second. So to be yes. living limited. It's just so
1: ugh. it's not it's hard for some people to get over that, Tim. And you know, death is the pretty much the price of admission for life, you know? Yeah. So it it's like the the cost of living, so to speak. You know what I mean? And um I think that you just bring up a good point there. People are are you might as some people they say some people live but don't really live a, a good life. Um, and I think just trying to live thoroughly as possible. It's something that we all, a lot of us aim to do, but it's just hard for us to get yep. it out of our head sometimes, you know?
0: Absolutely. Right there with you. Right there with you. It's yeah. Really hard for me shoot. I'll, I'll be like <laughs> putting up a reel and it's poor quality <laughs> Like thinking about what other people are going to think when it's like, I need to put up the content, you know, and I need to improve the quality as I grow. It's like, just,
1: yes, just put just it out and then you, things will get better. Have you watched some others? There's been some shows that come out, whether they're sitcoms, whether they're talk shows, that if you were to go back and look at some of their earlier footage versus how polished it may look five, six, seven years down the line, yep. it's a very big difference. You know, they didn't go; they don't get there overnight.
0: Yeah, no, absolutely, absolutely. Well, awesome. When your beliefs start to take over and you catch yourself in that phase of inaction, what thoughts or actions do you resort to in order to take back control?
1: I think just remembering uh, some of what we've already talked about that things it does it doesn't really matter. Doesn't really matter, you know. It matters maybe to me in that moment, but then I'm able to come out of it. And I think that uh Who Moved My Cheese, even though I read that book a long time ago, I read that book a very, very long time ago, has something, it has always been a core belief that you gotta move on. Yeah. You gotta move on. And for and even if I have inaction and that inaction lasts a day, it's not gonna it's up to me if it lasts a week. It's up to me if it lasts a month, a year. Eventually, um, I'm good at getting going eventually.
0: Yeah. There we go. And we got one last question for you. All right. All right. I want to frame this next question. Alex Formosi, who I'm a huge fan of because I've already mentioned him like two or three times. <laughs> <laughs> he said that the difference between manipulation and help is intent. And I think his point here is that you're influencing people in both situations. But manipulation is about getting somebody to do something you want them to do, while help is about seeking to understand what somebody else wants and helping them get there. This question is about help not manipulation. So Mm -hmm. there's a common saying that you can lead a horse to water, but you can't make it drink. I actually found out from Dr. Alan Laika, who was a guest on the show that you can make it drink. You just have to salt. It's oats. Interesting. I know. Right. Blew my mind. Mm -hmm. I want you to think of a person with a really fixed mindset, not willing to accept help or change. They hate their life. How can we, you and I create an environment to salt their oats and help them change their life?
1: I think it's just incentivizing the change, you know, mm-hmm. um, and incentivizing it in a way where that's clear and understandable to them that that's what you're trying to do. Um, in order for you to help people, like they have to be open to the help. So it starts there, right? It starts with them feeling like you you do have that genuine um, concern for them. And you do have uh, the purest of intentions there because we live in a world where there's so many people who don't have the purest of intentions that we kind of have to try to weed through who may have the good intentions and who may not. So I think it starts there. And then, in, then it starts with um, just incentivizing them. I've, I've had people with financial issues want to fix their credit or something, something like that, and but didn't want to take the very first step. So if you're in a situation where this person's close to you, then you can help them take the first step. I can show you the step where now you just press the button, just press the send. I can show you where you need to go to start that journey. And once they started it, and I'm, this is a true story. So once they've started that started that journey, and this is just about credit, but it can kind of apply to a lot of things. Um, once they started it, they kind of took off on their own because they started to see changes. Yep. And all I had to do was help them start it. I didn't need to walk. I didn't need to walk the whole journey with them. I just needed to help them show them to, what the trajectory could be, and then help them start that trajectory. And they knew that I wasn't. Um, here that it wasn't just a, a person trying to scam them you see a lot of those fix your credit for x amount of dollars type situation when it's pretty it's a lot more simpler than that um so i feel like it's just incentivizing incentivizing the change and then showing that you are you have the purest of intentions to do to to help them out versus it being something for you
0: there we go i love it well reggie is there anything else you want to chat about before we sign off
1: um, I will say, uh, if I can leave anybody with a, anything that's lasting, that is would be going back to that phrase, just do it, guys. If there's anything, because life is just too short, Tim, um, you just have to do it. You just have to do it. Live life the way that you want to, because a, a lot of people, they even if they are pure hearted and they're giving you certain advice on things they feel like you maybe shouldn't do, whether it's for a career, a career choice, you have to remember that that was the way that their life was. You're two totally different people. So that doesn't necessarily mean that's how yours is going to turn out. Um, it's better to fail. I'd rather fail at trying to live than just live doing nothing. Mm. If that makes sense.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Makes perfect sense. It's going to be the title of this podcast. Fail at trying to live rather than live doing nothing.
1: Yeah, man. I just got, I might have to clip that for myself there, man. That one came off the top right there. Man. Yeah.
0: <laughs> all right. Well, thank you for coming on the show, guys. Thank you for watching the show. Um, If you liked what Reggie had to say, you liked his vibe, go check out Reg in Atlanta, all the ways to contact him. will be down in the show notes. Yeah. We'll see you on the next one. And on that note, we're out.